0: two cats
1: oh okay we've never
0: met the other one yep the other one is Callie she's um she's a little sensitive about her weight uh, she doesn't like to be on the stream
1: <laughs> <laughs> does she have to run out to McDonald's to get another McGriddle <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's her thing in the morning <laughs> Hold on, I gotta go get McRiddle. McGriddle, but you're a cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello everyone, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Classic Elder Scrolls. This is Classic Elder Scrolls brought to you by the Quest Gaming Network, available for download on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and of course, QuestGamingNetwork.com. And today's record date is Sundas, Sun's Dusk, the second. Our show is sponsored by Tweaked Audio. TweakedAudio.com. Quality earbuds, 30% off. Free worldwide shipping, folks. Hey, you want some headphones? Go to these guys, tweakedaudio.com. They will ship them to you for free. And with that code, off the record, well, guess what? 30% off your order. Can't go wrong with that. And of course, by Audible. AudibleTrial.com Quest Gaming Network. Download your free book with that link today at Audible Trial audibletrial.com slash network. and of course this one's friend Rissad sponsors the show shop this one's caravan cause you'd have wares if you have coin thanks
1: Rissad thank you Brago, for uh, giving us that new
0: sponsor you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I am your host and fellow Tamrielic traveler, Arwen, and I'm joined by the painter of Tamriel and master of the Liz Thume bacon pancakes, Mike.
1: Hello, and it's bacon pancakes. (laughs) That's how you get her attention.
0: And by the sonarist and creator of the George Foreman Grill,
2: Mark less fat more vengeance.
0: Oh, oh boy. Hey, did you catch that Daggerfall uh video I did on oh. YouTube?
2: I don't think I saw that recently, no.
0: No? Yeah, there, no. there's a moment where you're walking around in in Daggerfall there and you hear you hear the king going vengeance. I'm like, "Whoa, what?" The-?
2: It's creepy as hell. Yeah. The only problem is, if you spend too much time out there, he keeps repeating like every five minutes. Yeah, so. he
1: was definitely kind of uh, on the the crazy uh,
0: part there for a while. Yeah, I was getting nuts.
1: Did you go, uh, do some sound capture on that? You can use it as one of the bumpers, maybe for the community section.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a brilliant idea. <laughs> and far better than anyone I've had so far. <laughs> Damn it, Mike.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Told you, we're going to have to have a community intervention
0: for the community section. We are. We, we definitely are. I keep thinking to myself, like, what does the Elder Scrolls community sound like? What, what the hell can I even Vengeance. do with this? <laughs> um, I'm already I already died once in this stream, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, Mike, uh, the... I don't know what's going on with the notes anymore. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> so, okay, so Mike, where can people find us?
1: Okay, so we can be found every Sun, every other Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Now we are on Standard Time, not Daylight Time, but 11 a.m. Standard Time uh, on twitch.tv slash questgamingnetwork. You can email the show, and we highly encourage that. Uh, we love getting emails from you guys. And if you have any crazy questions, qu- crazy questions, uh, Episodes that you've uh, experienced while playing your game—anything cool or interesting? You know, if you uh, take Lydia and throw her off the top of a mountain, just like you did the adoring fan, please email us at questgamingnetwork@gmail.com. At you can find us at questgamingnetwork.com with our new website there, uh, which will have all kinds of when the shows are playing, old episodes that are playing. We have a forums that are on there now. That you can register and talk with members of the community. And uh, eventually we're going to have a store of some type. Uh, there's a link on there, but we don't have anything in the store just yet, but we're hoping to get there.
0: Yeah, and hopefully by, by the beginning of next year, we'll, we'll have a, a full store up with apparel and whatnot. Some QGN apparel. It's yep. fun.
1: And you can follow us at the at sign, Elder Scrolls OTR on the Twitter uh, that's where most of us will interact with you. Uh, so, you know, please come on to that one. Facebook.com slash quest gaming network. If you're a Facebook person, I definitely am not. Uh, my wife and myself uh, made a deal four years ago to get rid of Facebook. So, uh, you know, if you want, you can go there and there will be somebody to talk to you. It just won't be me. That's for sure. <laughs> but
0: <not> uh, me. <laughs> it, it's, it's a home wrecker, Facebook. Oh, indeed it is. <laughs>
1: Uh, and then we have a Google Plus account at Google.com slash the plus sign Quest Gaming Network. So wherever you go, you know, look for that Quest Gaming Network. Uh you know and we'll be there.
0: And uh and Mark, what are we gonna be doing today on, on today's show?
2: Well, today we're going to be wandering around Solstein and uh discussing the uh the history of lycanthropy throughout the Elder Scrolls. Uh, we're specifically going to go to the sites in Solstheim that actually have to do with uh, werewolves and werebears, if you can survive to get there.
0: It'll be a challenge, that's for sure.
1: <laughs>
0: now, you know, Liz is
1: saying that uh, on those uh, websites that uh, she sells dates with Liz. Oh, so,
0: okay. Uh, yeah.
1: I guess our store now is going to have coupons on it for dates with Liz.
0: Yeah, that's not Okay. Illegal. <laughs> <laughs> all right you only got
1: one buyer musclehead <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll leave it at that <laughs> <laughs> we're not going anywhere with this <laughs> I can't
1: see what happens when we get an extra hour you know in this daylight savings time
0: see what happens <laughs> everything just goes to hell in a handbasket yeah <laughs> Uh, Mark, what else we've we got going
2: on yeah. today? Well, the discussion topic is how should lycanthropy be treated in uh, the Elder Scrolls Six. Uh, Mike has the very interesting how uh, history of howls in the night, which kind of sounds like an Ar- Argonian name. Uh, the scenarioist archives will open up with lycanthropy, dread disease, to pointless power up, and we have our fast question of the week and an email.
0: All right, all that and more. Uh, as we as we dive in now, um, let's uh, let's let's start off real quick by by sort of saying that um, the plan right now is for me to to attempt to make my way over to to some werewolf areas, uh, thereby engage these werewolves in combat and and try and at the same time survive. <laughs> um, which Placing is his-
1: bets now in the chat room, <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is hysterical because. Um, trying to get there in the first place seems to be a a uh oh. challenge of survival in and of itself. So we'll see what happens. This <laughs> Ice Mage Adept is healing himself already. I almost I almost had him though. Um so so I almost my, feel like you should go back to Ravenrack and hire a uh, follower. Yeah, but that's making things easy.
1: Well, can't have that cannon fodder, you know. Can't Sometimes you need it. that.
0: Can't have that at all. Ah, got him right in the knee, and it killed him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Is now he, I understand why. He's taking fighting na- with the other guy too. Yeah. All right. I love that that you get enemies that actually will fight one another. It uh, yeah, it's it's. Here comes
1: the train again. I'm going to mute up. <laughs> All
0: right. So Mark, um, we we were discussing a uh, one of the locations here, um, in which I should probably head out to, uh, in order to, I guess, find some of these find some of these werewolves. Now, Mike was good enough to, to send me a, a location in um in email. And I'm trying to access that right now. Um, it looks like we're going to be heading much further north than uh, where I'm currently I currently have my my plans set here on the uh, on the show. Yeah, yeah. I think it's right around here. All right. So we're going to be heading somewhere in that general area. Now, while we do that, uh, we've got a discussion point as I make my way north here in Solstheim, and that is this. How should Lycanthropy be treated in Elder Scrolls Six?
2: That's a very good question. Um, well, to start with, I'd say better than an Oblivion, and you're, you're, already, you're already doing much better. Um, I'd like to see Lycanthropy treated as more of, like of a curse, where you're trying to balance off a benefit with a uh, like some really nice benefits, but where you actually where it really is a curse where it forces you to um, to deal with the bestial side of being a werewolf or actually some other form of lycanthrop as well. I'd actually I'd actually like to see other forms of lycanthropy brought back into the game too. I'm yeah, sure I I to
1: c- agree with the curse thing there. When I put on the ring of Hercene in that quest line, uh, I was terrified to go into cities. Figuring that, you know, it would randomly transform me into a werewolf at any time. And it never did. And it that does, would have been, like...
2: Yeah, it does do that, it's just the the chance of it is so low and that I've, I've never actually seen it happen.
1: Yeah, so, like, that kind of thing where, um... You don't have as much control over your powers, I guess.
0: So we, we want to see more of a, um, more of a curse aspect to... To this, instead of more of a, uh, uh th- this is uh, an over an, an overpowered thing in the game that that makes me feel awesome, and that's all it's there for. So I change into this thing when I want to have some variety in my gameplay, and and just destroy enemies. We-
2: yeah, ba- I mean, like I'd like to see it have uh, more substance too. Like here in um, in Skyrim, it's almost an afterthought, especially in the base. In, in the base uh, game without the add-ons um, I mean you have it's part of the fighter uh, of the companion quest line but it once you know and I'll get into that a little later on but once you have it it really doesn't matter It doesn't really affect the game much if, if you don't want to use it at all you don't have to use it at all I mean I'd really like to see the game involve more um, uh, I'd like to see something more like uh like a werewolf pact that you can get involved with that is specifically doing werewolf type quests and has its own quest line instead of just being folded into the thing with the companions. You know, I'd like to maybe have to um if you you know either if you've decided to become a werewolf and really focus on that, you have to decide whether or not um whether or not you're going to fight for the for leadership of the pact, and it becomes more of a, of a savage, bestial thing instead of the you've got complete control of everything uh, from the get go that you have with the companions, where them being werewolves is more window dressing than anything else. Do we want to see her scene get involved in a big way?
1: It depends on the storyline that they're going to go with. Um, you know, as a person who is rooting for Elder Scrolls Six Dominion, uh, I'm hoping that, yes, he would get involved in a big way because it would be set in, you know, Bosmer uh, High Elf areas. Uh, and, you know, he's a big part of the Bosmer tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so... But if it's set in, you know, Black Marsh or in uh, one of the other uh, northern type of... or in western type of provinces, I would say no. Hmm.
2: Well, I think that for any sort of werewolf-type questline, he'd kind of have to be involved in some way, because that's sort of his thing, is the werewolves. Yeah. So, But yeah, as part of the general story, unless like unless Lycanthropy literally is the main thrust of the story, the way dragons are for Skyrim, yeah, I wouldn't want to see that.
0: I think that'd be, that'd be kind of interesting, have a have a main story in in Elder Scrolls, not just not just center around lycanthropy, but some kind of like weird war between between um, werewolves and vampires, and what that looks like in an Elder Scrolls space. Yeah, yeah, that would be really cool. I, I think it would put like a like a horror spin on on the series, or at least that that one particular game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was doing a lot of research on, like, the history of werewolves and lycanthropy in our own culture. And, um, you know, a lot of it, like, in the, the pre-historical areas, like, you know, B.C., when you're talking about werewolves and stuff, it was, you know, a curse or it was a blessing from the gods to, you know, be better hunters. It wasn't until the witch trials uh, of the 1500s that we really got a lot of what we consider modern werewolf uh, memes and that uh, the person transforms at night uh, under the full moon is a curse, and uh, does the the bidding of a higher power like a witch. And then when Bram Stoker wrote Dracula, uh, the culture of werewolves uh, is hinted at uh, in the book. And then uh, it's not until really the modern era when we get uh, werewolves of London, um, Lon Chaney Jr. in uh, the Wolf Man, and then uh, the American Werewolf in London uh, movie that you get things like the silver bullets killing a werewolf and, you know, the lone cursed person who has been bitten by a werewolf and goes on from there. Really? Yeah. So, you know, our own history on werewolves and lycanthropy is really, really cool. But it'd be cool to see, you know, different takes on it. I mean, you've got Van Helsing where the werewolf and the, the vampire pair off against each other. In that movie, you've got, you know, the twilight with the sparkly uh, vampires and the <laughs> werewolves not seeing eye-to-eye. Eye. Underworld, lycanthrops, and vampires being from the same bloodline but split, and in constant eternal warfare with slavery involved. So, I'm, you know, I'm sure that uh, ESO, you know, could pit Molag Ball, the father of vampires, against Hersim, the father of man-beasts, in a really cool uh, storyline.
2: Yeah.
0: I, I sort of agree, <laughs> you know. I mean, I I definitely think that um a, a, an interesting story here could could be told um in regards to that. Um I don't I'm not necessarily sure if I definitely want to see a uh, an Elder Scrolls game that that takes the entire idea as its main story, but I don't know. Like uh, I I would I would be nervous if if you know, uh a main Elder Scrolls game did that. But
1: uh, I think you know it could be like with Skyrim, where you got the Civil War as a, as one quest main quest line, and you've got the dragons as another main quest line. Oh. That you could have like you know one of those tertiary main quest lines yeah. be the entire you know Herstein versus Molag Ball and their
0: children. Yeah. As far as game mechanics goes, for for uh, for Lycanthropy and Elder Scrolls Six. What are you guys thinking? How, what What are some things in other games that that you've seen that you like? What would you rather toss out? Any new ideas for for the for the Elder Scrolls Six with lycanthropy? I mean, lycanthropy in the Elder Scrolls games are never really a highlight. It's always an afterthought. You know, Blood yeah. Moon uh, for what was Blood Moon for? Was it, it was for Morrowind, right?
2: Yeah, that's pretty much where. The only time uh, lycanthropy has really been a major plot point, uh, again outside of the the companions in Skyrim, um, but other yeah, otherwise it seems to be just thrown in. And I mean, I'll get into it once we get to the archives. But basically, lycanthropy in uh, from each game has sort of been just degrading from how it's been handled, like um, what it means. Just it. It doesn't affect your character as much Or uh, Like Morrowind it, uh, it became I found it to be annoying actually Because you transformed every single night And While that is definitely a curse It, it has such a, an Impact on gameplay that it's not That it sort of becomes the foc- One of the focuses for your character In a way you might not want to be doing All the time
0: Yeah that that can, that can ruin your character
2: yeah. yeah, And I
1: I really disliked in Skyrim when you became a werewolf that you couldn't get the well-rested bonus. But you got no other real bonus for being a werewolf. I mean, you could transform and get a bounty if you transformed in the city. Or, you know, if you had a follower, the follower would turn on you, you know, and attack you once if you became a werewolf. Um, yeah. But, you know, what I would like to really see is... Uh, Things like an increase in spell resistance, uh, an increase in armor. When you're not in werewolf form, just a base, like, you know, 10% increase in uh, resistance, 10% increase in armor. Uh, But you would also have, like, a a susceptibility to silver weapons or to poisons. Um, You know, and that uh, if you came across a werewolf in the world, and if you weren't as powerful as the werewolf that you were facing, that you would be forced into transformation. I think that would be a cool mechanic to have.
2: Yeah. Um, actually, for Skyrim, uh, there's a mod that I really have to, have to push for it. Uh, if you want to have more classic werebeasts, it's actually called uh, Moonlight Tales. And basically, it introduces uh, wild lycanthropes into, you know, into, the, into the landscape, werewolves and werebears. You can get hit and infected with lycanthropy. And there's involuntary changes that you can set for it's either at all the time at night or at certain days or if you've taken too much damage. So it's it's really well-done mod that really sort of gives uh, Lycanthropy sort of this core that we've been talking about, mm. where it feels like a curse, but you've got these other benefits and whatnot.
1: And I'd like to see them uh, increase the number of Lycanthrop types that you can transform into. I mean, we had the werewolf in Skyrim. We encountered the were bear in uh, Solstheim in the add on here, but we don't get to transform into them. You know, if we go into, uh, you know, uh, Valenwood, I'd like to see, like, the were vulture or the were panthers or, you know, things like that that we would have on top of the werewolf.
0: You don't think mm-hmm. that would be viewed as a little too silly, though? To have something like that?
1: it depends on how they they portray it. I mean, if you get bit by a werewolf and you transform into a were vulture, then yes, it'd be like super silly. <laughs> but if you come across a pack of were vultures and like there's a whole storyline around them and you have the choice of, okay, do I do the storyline with the were vultures or the storyline with the werewolves or the storyline with the you know, the were crocodiles or whatever the case might be. You know, once again, it's that choice of that I I've, I've, I've always pushed for it, that I felt that Skyrim didn't have. You should have Choices that once you go down that path, you can't go back. Kind of like the Civil War. Yeah. Do you side with the Stormcloaks, or do you side with the Imperials? You know, and I felt that they should have had... Do you side with the uh, Companions, or do you side with the Silverhands?
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, they did have something like that in Dawnguard.
1: Yeah, and they did with Dawnguard. But I think that there should be more of that kind of thing. Like, you know, do you destroy the Dark Brotherhood, or do you, you know, Hail Sithis? Uh, You know, and... um, the same with this is that if you decide, you know, to become a werewolf, that you wouldn't be allowed to experience the other lycanthrop, you know, lines.
0: Okay, all right, I, 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 gotcha. yeah. I got you. Yeah, and something. that
2: was actually part of uh, of Blood Moon is that um, there was, part of the plot became you you were infected with lycanthropy, and at that uh, as part of the main plot of it. And at that point, it branched off. If you decided to embrace your lycanthropy, uh, you had a completely different set of quests that you would do to finish off the uh, off the uh, quest line, as opposed to if you first decided to get cured before it actually really took hold. So, yeah, I mean, that type of thing would really... You know, and it affected sort of how, the, how it ended. So that would be cool to see. And just playing for everything in The Elder Scrolls, more of that.
1: Yeah, Musclehead in the chat room said uh, one of the skills should be you should be allowed to have a higher carry weight. You now, being that werewolves are stronger than other people,
0: that's a good Maybe idea. A
1: increase in carry weight, a small increase in damage. Yeah. You know, to Hot. melee weapons, more
0: more health when you're a werewolf. Yeah, I I don't I don't want to see I don't want to see a um uh, a werewolf form in Elder Scrolls where where benefits cross over to your non-Werewolf form either.
1: See, I think that there should be some benefits that do cross over to your non-Werewolf form, Mm -hmm. but there should also be so much of the curse involved that you have to weigh out. Do you, you know, because let's say you have the benefit and you're in town and all of a sudden both Secunda and Masser, you know, are full moons that night and you transform into the werewolf in the middle of the pub, you know, I think at that point in time, you know, the huge bounty that you would inquire, acquire would be, you know, the kind of balancing point of, you know, increased carry weight in your human form, increased uh, health, increased damage resistance, because, you know, you have, you'd have you have to really, you know, role play the character more. You'd have to really plan for what you're doing.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and I, I completely agree with that. So, I guess number one, actually, just to 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 shift off for just a second here, um, I'm at this cave, Mike, called uh, Ben 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 Kenobi, (laughs) Um, Ben Ben Kungurki.
1: So you're in the right area. Can you? um, Yeah,
0: I'm on the map now. I'll I'll leave it up for a few minutes.
1: Yeah, because you're always like 30 seconds behind. I see the arch coming through uh, on the screen right now as you're heading in. Yeah, you're pretty much in the general. Correct. General area. Yeah, you're gonna follow that around uh that trail around and it should bring you past a dragon. Uh and uh you don't have to go into any of the um uh, the caves or anything.
0: To oh, get there. Okay. Yeah, I it's uh, all an outdoor dungeon. It's all an outdoor dungeon. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. You
1: will have to go past a dragon and uh some uh, uh Um, undead and things of that nature to get to it if you don't parkour over the mountain.
0: So, isn't it actually, I have to go through a mountain in order to get to this, this, uh, this There's a
1: path that, uh, follows around to get there.
0: Okay, but I thought you said you wanted me to go through the cave.
1: No, you don't need to go through any of the caves.
0: Okay, alright, so I, I must have misunderstood. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I'm looking at the map that you gave me, and it looks different than than what I've I've got here. I haven't quite put all the all the pieces together, but yeah, it, you're
1: missing a lot of the landmarks. Yeah, on your map, <laughs> they'll they'll start appearing pretty rapidly as you walk on, because many of them are caves that uh, you're going to walk past, or other burial mounds and things of that nature. Yeah. All right. I'm surprised you got up that uh, far, though. That's yeah, pretty me impressive. too. <laughs>
0: it's, not, it's not impressive at all. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's start heading south, I suppose. Um, not on the naked man,
1: though. That's another episode.
0: <laughs> uh, that was a good one, too. There was something else I wanted to bring up before I before I uh, went on that tangent there. <laughs> and uh, now I don't remember what it was. <laughs> Sorry about that, listeners. That yeah, I I apologize for that, listeners. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, Mark, you what were we where were we going on this?
2: <laughs> uh, we'd sort of just been talking about what sort of passive, uh, whether or not we wanted to see passive abilities on, uh, like like whether or not you were in your werewolf form. So. Yeah, I'm sorry, I got nothing. Okay, yeah, I, I think that's
0: probably it. Uh, so, yeah. so maybe, yeah, we got a whole show to deal with lycanthropy, and uh, and let's start moving on. Beginning with the history of
1: so the history of lycanthropy in the Elder Scrolls, blessing, disease or curse. How do you view the state of being the gift to hunters, the blessing of the Daedric Prince Hircine is bestowed lycanthropy on followers and champions. Yet, there are many who fear the existence of the supernatural populace, and those like the silver hands which hunt the hunter. Scroll down. How does one become interested in studying the disease lycanthropy? On an interview, a number of my peers, and I have interviewed a number of my peers, and discovered that to a man, they have all entered the field after a horrifying encounter with a lycanthrope of some variety, and I am no exception. That is from the book *On Lycanthropy*. So we're going to cover a
0: lot of books
1: uh, on lycanthropy today, and uh, I'll post these uh, on our Twitter account afterwards for those that want to check them out and read the whole excerpts.
0: Yeah, I know a lot of our Twitter followers really appreciated that uh, the last time we did a show two weeks ago. Yeah, and uh, there was it was a, so yeah keep keep doing that. That's that was that was great. A lot of people loved it.
1: Yeah. Now the next excerpt is going to be from. Um, One of my favorite uh, books on werewolves, uh, only because it piques my interest as a scientist. Uh, Although some of the stuff that they do is kind of gruesome and definitely would not get uh, uh, ALAC approval. Uh, Far too many books such as this one begin with some sort of justification. Some reason for study is concocted in the hopes that the writer's obsession will seem a more noble light. I make no such pretenses. No werewolf killed my family. None ever threatened me personally, nor even an acquaintance of mine. My obsession is born out of simple curiosity, with a strong dose of hatred of the unnatural. It is possible to hate something without having been done harm by it. I am no philosopher, and thus here ends my introduction. And that's on experimentation and physicalities of werewolves. So he actually does experiments throughout the uh, book on werewolves and measures their change and, you know, body uh, alterations, which I thought was pretty cool.
2: Huh, that's, a, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh. sorry, just to interrupt for one second, uh, I just realized, um, in unlike Canthopy, uh, it has a line commenting on the Silverhands who hunt the hunters, and I just had to check it out, and sure enough, that book only appears in Daggerfall. So, the Silverhand showing up in Skyrim is a callback to a game that had been made over a decade before. Yeah. So wow, you know, just just a neat, neat little uh, little connection there.
0: I, I love I love how they they before they start a game like that they just research all of these little links and they say like hey, we never picked up on that let's let's grab that up that might be cool for this game. Yeah. All right, so go ahead, Mike. Sorry. Okay, about that.
1: so the next book is dealing with werewolves by Ventius Perquintianus. Uh, you know these. Uh, Imperial names. Got to brush up on my Latin, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Whether you're stationed at a garrison in Camlorn or suffering Nord in hospitality in Skyrim, an Imperial subject must know the signs of the terrible affliction of lycanthropy. With attacks by creatures infected by Sanus Lupinus on the rise, it is your duty to learn the following and behave accordingly. So here's our first uh, peek at the disease aspect, the Sanus Lupinus. Which those playing ESO probably, especially this week, are going to all try and contract it uh, as uh, one point five drops tomorrow, I guess. And uh, werewolves are getting a huge overhaul. So fun, fun, yeah. Now I tried to find some information on uh, where do you get the disease from? Where do, you know, where do you get the curse or? Um, the blessing, depending on how you're looking at it. And everything points back to Hirsene. Uh, but it's very funny because if you look through the books on Daedra, you'll find, like, you know, huge paragraphs on Molag Ball. You'll find huge paragraphs on Merun's Dagon. You'll find huge paragraphs on uh, Zura. You find one sentence on Hirsene. <laughs> and from the book of Daedra, this one I think is the most complete of all of them. Hirsene whose sphere is the hunt, the sport of Daedra, the gate, the great game, the chase, known as the huntsman and the father of man beasts.
0: Period. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, That's it <laughs> right there. game
1: component, and he gets one line.
0: Elder Scrolls Six, the father of man beasts. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, a book on accounting of werewolves. I do not... I think I should need to remind anyone, especially any Nord, of the evil of the Daedric Princes, even of one who claims the joy of hunting as his realm. There may be some to draw the wild power of werewolves, but you'd better remember that you'll never see the halls of Sovangard when Hircine claims your soul. Lycanthropes spread, spend eternity in Hyrseen's hunting grounds, slaves to his unending thirst for blood and the chase, instead of drinking mead and brawling with heroes of legend. So, uh, this one paragraph here really gives you the reason why you have the storyline in Skyrim uh, with the champion, with the companions, is really, you know, to draw off Hircene's curse. Okay. Now, for my own character, uh, Mitra would not uh, let me get through this topic without bringing up the influence of Hircene on the Bosmers of Valenwood. Uh, Hirsene is one of the major deities in the Bosmer pantheon behind Yiffri. Uh, So, from the varieties of Faith and the Wood Elves, Hirsene, the huntsman, father of man beasts, master of the great hunt, and lord of all lycanthropes. Worshipers of Hirsene are not as ruthless as those who worship other Daedra. They always give their prey at least a chance to escape. And then... The hounds of Hirsin are legendary hunters, but none among them are more legendary than those who make Valinwood their hunting ground. There are several reasons for their incredible reputation. The first is Valinwood itself, wild and untamed, and some say quite aware there are entire regions of this wood that remain unexplored and house the most astonishing creatures. Only the most proficient trackers can hunt their prey in the strange forests without getting lost. And that's the Valenwood Hounds. So, you know, just two books on the fates of Valenwood there, uh, and the impact of lycanthropy and hearsing on the Bosmer culture.
0: Man, I, I really, I really think that that Elder Scroll Six is going to have something to do with with the Valenwood and.
1: I'm really hoping what we see is that it's set, you know, just beyond the lifespan of the Dragonborn, and that we're going to take a look at uh, the Dominion, and we're going to see, like, a, a almost an internal civil war conflict that uh, the Dominion has conquered much of Tamriel, and people have finally decided they've had enough of, um, uh, the Thalmor's rule from within, um, you know Aradon and uh the Somerset Isles and um Fallonwood and that there's some type of uprising that goes on and that your character is involved that way some way
0: yeah i I would have to agree to that go ahead
2: uh, i don't actually I don't even know if you'd have to go that far ahead um in Skyrim you actually meet uh, i think it's at the party that you have uh at the at um the Dominion embassy where they're they talk actually about like. Sending some Bosmers back to Valenwood for re-education. So they're already talking about how you know you know that there's some civil that there's some sort of strife and rebellion going on back there. Even then, so I don't think you would need to go that far ahead into the future before you know that hits a boiling point. Exactly. Yeah.
0: All right, Mark. Please continue.
1: Okay, so. uh, can you guys name the different varieties of lycanthropes that we can supposedly find in the game? Anyone t- want to take a guess?
0: Well, uh, obviously the easy one is werewolf, but I know uh, werebears are are definitely um, are definitely one. I I've never encountered them though.
1: Oh, well, hopefully we'll encounter one today.
2: Yeah, uh, of ga- of the ones that actually show up in games that you can see, the only other type is the wereboar, um, which is back in Daggerfall. And uh, other than that, they've, there's a lot of references to different types, but just whether or not we've seen them, you know, that sort of becomes, uh, you know.
1: Yep. So official, uh, but this is always subject to change because you know how it is with the games; they can make whatever they want in the next one. Uh, the varieties of uh, lycanthropes that are chronicled in the book on lycanthropy. Uh, tell of the known lycanthropes throughout Tamriel. Because the werewolf is the most ubiquitous of the lycanthropes, the term lycanthropy has been used since ancient days to describe the disease that transforms men into half-beasts. Although lycanthropy only strictly should refer to men who change into werewolves, but that is semantics. There are certainly differences between the seven documented forms of lycanthropy in Tamriel, but more similarities. In Blackmarsh and southern Morrowind, the Ware Crocodiles stalk the swamps. So we have Ware Crocodiles. Blackmarsh also shares the Imperial Province, the wetter parts of elsewhere, and the biopresence presence of Ware Lions. So, where Lions, number two. Valinwood, the Ware Vultures are not found in any other province. The Ware Boar has been found in the climates of High Rock and Hammerfeld. As I mentioned before, the bear is the most common lycanthrope in Skyrim, although we've only seen them here on this island, and it is also found in the northern parts of High Rock, the Imperial Province, and Morrowind. The werewolf can be found in every province. The seven lycanthrope, which I have never seen, but my trusted peers have assured me exists, is a shark. That roams the oceans around Tamriel.
0: <laughs> Where shark? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine getting getting uh, you know, lycanthropy? And you're just running around one day and then like master and secund at their height and you're like, Oh man, I feel really weird and I was like, Oh my god, what's happening? And I'm like, oh da, 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 da. shark. <laughs> shark
2: <laughs> <laughs> worse. you're in the middle of the Alakir, so all of a sudden you flop around and just start suffocating right there. <laughs>
0: man, That sucks.
2: Yeah. There's actually a scene in uh, the novel Infernal Cities, which you can get on Audible.com, um, hey. in which you got, have two characters actually arguing as to whether or not where crocodiles actually exist.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so those are the seven. Uh, some of them sound a bit more uh, ludicrous than others. Uh, It was funny, I went through the old Monsters Compendium to see how many uh, Dungeons and Dragons had introduced us to, because uh, lycanthropy itself is very old, and uh, it actually means man-wolf from Greek. Uh, And you start finding many more things that have come up through ancient time, but it's not really like the concept of the werewolf that we get into modern times, that uh, you see things like the werebear, the wereboar, the werelion. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have a huge number. Pretty much, if it's an animal, you can turn into it if you play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <we're a> llama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the curse of the llama now it's upon me! Why is my oh. head and neck getting so
2: tall? <laughs> <laughs>
1: And Special now, the one, that, the one that Dungeons and Dragons will not have that they have the potential of making here is the Ware Skeever.
0: Oh, <laughs> good lord.
1: <laughs> <laughs> summon Breggle We need to take care of a Skeever.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Wear mud crab.
1: Wear mud crab. <laughs> you can't. They don't have a soul to begin with.
2: Yeah, the
0: <laughs> mud crabs are soulless. we kidding. That is true.
1: Okay, so a couple more uh, books here. There's uh, Lycanthrop Legends of Skyrim. Uh, I have heard the same rumors as everyone else that the province of Skyrim was awash in various forms of lycanthropes. I have studied werewolves for some time and was keen to see if these rumors of were-bears were actually substantiated. I elected to pursue these studies in warmer summer months my deference to in deference to my fragile constitution. This guy's gone looking for the uh, werebears in Skyrim. In the end, I regret that my trip to Skyrim did not prove more productive. If it is indeed true that these breeds of lycanthropes are distinct form and more powerful than our local ones, they could prove to be powerful allies in our conflict against the influx of vultures in Valinwood. If they have grown as great and terrible as my friend Galian asserts, they could soon threaten the interior of Tamriel. When the summer next press, I plan to travel there for a better accounting of the winged Cretans, so it may make more fitting a report to the Council. So the writer of this has gone to Skyrim to pursue werebears and uh, you know, try and use them in the conflict against the werevultures of Valenwood coming into Cyrodiil. So now, how do we fight a, uh, a lycanthrope? Um, everybody pretty much knows that uh, we need to have silver, right?
0: Yeah, that usually is most effective, right? And there's silver yeah. weapons in the game, too, and they're, they are effective.
1: They are effective, and they sell for a huge amount of gold. I think it's like 5,000 gold pieces if you sell one of the silver hand swords. So, you know, collecting those is a good way if you need uh, uh, more money.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: been Wind is asking about a where where. I don't think there's such a thing. Where, where? <laughs> wind asks, "Is there a where elf?" Yeah. A Nord turns into an elf.
0: <laughs> oh, my constitution is going down. Why am I getting so tiny? Oh my God, no!
1: If where that is the case, I seriously want to. Uh, Infect uh, the guys from Tales of Tamriel with uh, with lycanthropy for were-elves. <laughs> were-elves.
0: Yeah, they're called Bosmer. They uh, they they uh, they have that green pact.
1: Yeah, you know, we won't harm a tree or a flower, but you know, we'll eat you. It's we'll good with some uh, hot sauce.
0: Mmm, yummy. So yeah, and
1: I actually made my Bosmer into a werewolf this past week in anticipation of one five. Oh, yeah. Trying to roleplay my character. So, next time we game together, you know, don't be surprised if all of a sudden I bust out and uh, become a little hairy.
0: (laughs) I think, even with the preface, I might be a little surprised at just (laughs) sudden hairiness. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so how do you kill one of these things? How do we kill? One of uh,
1: so dealing with werewolves once again by the uh, very imperial named guy that I'm not even going to try and pronounce a second time right. uh, if you must fight a werewolf, arm yourself with any silver weapon as these have proven extremely effective, however prepare for severe gash wounds and the possibility of becoming infected and this is the best part should this occur, report to your superior for your final rights of RK and immediate execution
0: oh yeah, let me go ahead and do exactly that <laughs> Oh well, it's my duty to get myself killed now.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: or you could, you know, go instantly to a shrine and get someone to say, "Okay, you're cured," and not wait three days. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, uh, apparently, this guy has a very... Oh nope, you got scratched. You're dead.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll be sure to do that right after I report to my superior and uh, and kill him for. All the uh, the things I've disagreed with in my tenure in the Imperial Army.
1: <laughs> and then the last way of dealing with vampires, an accounting of where or yeah, vampires of werewolves, an accounting of werewolves. Imgard, the boot baron, knows a secret of the beast. Always keep a poison blade or arrow tips handy when you hunt them. Even poisons that aren't all that strong seem to ravage the monsters. So silver and poison. Really? That's the ways of dealing with lycanthropes.
2: Poison? I I never would have guessed that. Poison's a very new addition to it, uh, specifically from ESO. Yeah. And it
0: really hurts these guys.
1: It's, yeah, I mean, I haven't been a werewolf long enough in uh, ESO to see if poison does more damage, being that I'm a werewolf. I know in, uh, the trials there in Upper Craglorn that the poison that you encounter kills you whether you're a werewolf or not. But, uh, we'll have to see as we go on. Without a doubt. So those are the books from this week. Uh, they're from the Imperial Library. Uh, we have to thank them for all their hard work in compiling all of the books that we use in the show. Uh, from the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages where they give us some guidance as to how to stack our books and, uh, lead our discussion and uh, then uh, yeah so I'd like to thank those guys for all their hard work and I'm gonna move it on to mark who's going to talk about uh, lycanthropes throughout uh, the uh, games yeah uh,
2: now I've got to preface this with um, I've I've loved lycanthropy since I first started playing this series in fact that was actually one of the big selling points to me was that you know, your character ran this risk of becoming a werewolf or, or a vampire, because I couldn't really think of any other game out there that did that. So um, out of the games in the core series, the five main games, uh, two of them don't include werewolves. And of those that do, I find that Daggerfall did it best as I'll get into. And ever since then it's it they've it almost felt like a oh yeah, werewolves type of thing.
0: Yeah, kinda like the afterthought that you were you were describing.
2: Yeah. Um so in Daggerfall, uh there were two types of lycanthropes. There were the were the were and the werewolf. And the werewolf was actually the rarer of the two. Uh, there was a mission there was like one mission where you were guaranteed to see a werewolf and otherwise, if you wanted to see one at random in, say, a dungeon or on the Overland map or the Overworld, you basically had to go to Glen Point. Everywhere else, where it was basically were-bores instead. And if you, depending on which one you were infected by, it actually changed what you would turn into. Um, basically, every time you were hit by a werewolf or a uh you ran a risk of catching lycanthropy. And like with vampirism, you had a ch- uh, you wouldn't know that you were infected until you decided to sleep after the infection. At which point, you would get a vid- You would get a little cutscene that would t- basically, without saying it specifically, let you know that you've got a problem. Hmm. Um, s- specifically for lycanthropy, it was a um, it showed a guy. He's lying, uh, you know, lying on his side naked and you hear the words you know you dream of the moon and a man who was less than a man and after mentioning this on the uh after mentioning this video when we did vampires i went back and i posted the two videos on twitter and i saw the i saw this video again for the first time in a number of years and i realized wow this guy is like a thousand times more new than i re- than i remembered
1: well <laughs> don't tell that to liz she'll be like living on that site
2: but it was still just a very iconic thing to show that okay you're you know something's going to happen and it's going it's not necessarily going to be good Yeah. Uh, and then you waited for three if you didn't get yourself cured within three days and curing was as simple as going to talk to a priest or casting a spell on yourself or drinking a potion so not sure why you need to automatically go and get yourself executed <laughs> that's
1: the imperial way, damn it. Exactly. <laughs> that's now, the imperial to f- way.
2: <laughs> now to be fair, they always in- are in charge of an empire, so if that's what they're thinking is the best way of handling things, I'm willing to give them the benefit of a doubt.
0: Uh, you found the three trolls, I see. Uh, yeah. So I guess I'm getting close then. Yeah. Uh, okay.
2: <laughs> there will eventually be like arrows <laughs> in this. For sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I just have to say, you know, Mark, when you said the were-boars, and that they were the more common ones in Daggerfall, all I could think of is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Bebop from, uh, there. Oh, yes.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Wasn't and he like a boar or a pig or something? He was a
2: warthog, yeah. And yeah. that's the thing, they look like warthogs, and you get this squealing noise while when <laughs> you're fighting them, or if you've turned oh. into one. That's awful. Yeah. Um, and if you're a werewolf, you get a bunch of growling uh now I liked that in, in daggerfall when you were when you had lycanthropy you got a whole bunch of really good bonuses um your stats just shot up you know huge bonuses like forty to all your stats or at least all your physical ones um and another forty or fifty to your uh to your skills like you know or no sorry about thirty to your skills so being a werewolf was was a really good thing. Your character always had this benefit going on. However, every 15 days, you had to kill an, an NPC. They, they described it as an innocent. So you either had to kill someone in town, or you had to kill a guard. Either would count, but it had to be one of those two. It couldn't be someone you fought in a dungeon, or an animal that you found.
1: Well, now that's really cool, because in my research on lycanthropy for this show most of the lycanthropes that uh, they talk about in ancient times, like uh, the first one, um, they had killed a child and tried to feed it to Zeus, and Zeus cursed the man with the were... with lycanthropy. And most of the ancient ones all had to deal with cannibalism of innocent children Mm -hmm. that caused the the formation of the the curse for werewolfism.
2: Yeah, and if... if you didn't actually do this, your health gradually decreased until you had a maximum of four hit points. Wow. So, it didn't matter what level you were at, eventually you had four hit points and you were fighting things appropriate to your normal level. Good luck with that. One shot
1: by a bunny. bunny Oh yeah, one
2: shot. (laughs) Level 20 and one shot by a rat. (laughs) It's like the bunny
0: from uh, Monty Python.
2: Yeah, basically.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: And I think I may have found this thing. Well, in any event. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. so uh, basically, and the other, the other problem, you know, other than, sorry, one of the other problems was that uh, once a year you'd be offered, a, you would be offered a, a cure. And if you didn't take that cure, and I'll get into why you might not take that, uh, if you didn't take that cure, you suddenly found yourself being hunted by werewolf hunters as well. And, of course, then there was the full moon. For three days each month, when it became night, your character transformed wherever they were. You could be in a dungeon, you could be in a shop, you could be walking down the street in the middle of town, and you'd transform. Um, now, they ha- for some reason, if you transformed in town, no one seemed to care until you started killing guys. At that point, the guards would come. But the problem was the guards only had steel and iron weapons, and if you were transformed into uh, into your wereform, form, you couldn't be hurt by people attacking you with steel and iron weapons. So one thing you could do was just turn into a werewolf, attack a guard, and kill him, and then just run off because any crimes you committed in werebeast form didn't actually, you know, affect your legal standing, and that would cover your your innocent killing for a bit, and the guards in uh, Daggerfall just would gang up on you really quickly so this was basically the best way to kill them and then have a whole bunch of loot that you might be able to go pick up if you can escape them.
0: Uh, I found them. Found, found the werebears? Found them. <laughs> all they're, three of them? All three of them. That that they don't eat oh, you now? Oh, there we go. <laughs> they're there were we bearing go. out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there you Piss go. Them off and let's see them
1: transform. Yeah, no, they're they're <laughs> they're
0: transforming. So yeah, you want, me, you want me to kill these guys? You want me to you know uh, walk away and preserve them for you know insanity's sake? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe run away screaming.
0: Uh, I'm doing that right now.
2: <laughs> so um, don't fall off the waterfall.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, basically. Um, and of course you would turn you, you would turn it every full moon, so the game you know it felt like you were a, a werewolf that way. Uh, curing yourself, you had basically two options: how, how often wo- uh, not, uh, the, not, to, not to
0: interrupt, but I mean how oh, often would a how often would a, a a full moon come in in the game? I mean are we how many game hours are we looking at here?
2: Well, we're t- again, we're talking about a time when they only had... Uh, they didn't state it, but there was only really one moon in Tamriel. So it was a case of... Um, like, uh, It was a case where it basically for three days out of 27, it would be a full moon. Now, th- one of the problems was you'd transform and then you could literally just sleep the night away. You, you weren't required to actually go and do anything. Um, And that was one of the big weaknesses of that particular part of the curse. But it still had the feeling of being a werewolf. You know, of you're forced to transform. You have to watch out for the full moon, that type of thing. Um, Curing it could be a bit difficult. Uh, You had two options. One was the really unlisted potion that the Glenmoral witches might ask you to to go take care of. Uh, And the other one was... By doing a quest for some werewolf hunters, the problem with the quest was it required you to actually give some of your blood it was either your blood or the blood of another werebeast, beast to a um, to a descendant of the person who initially caught lycanthropy in your uh, that that basically eventually the lycanthropy strain that eventually infected you. So, it resulted in you having to infect an innocent with lycanthropy and then kill them on the spot. So, for goodly characters, you probably wouldn't want to do that. I mean, I couldn't yeah. see uh Wynne's knight-type characters being willing to sacrifice an innocent person for themselves. Nah. Yeah. So, and that was not one of the things I liked was, as a result, it actually made the need to go on the Daedric quest for her scene something that a goodly character would really consider doing, because her ring gave you the ability to be a lycanthrope without any of the penalties. So, if you decided, well, I can't, you know, I have to live with it, because you didn't know about the potion, you would want to go and track down this ring.
0: Oh, I yeah, like how yeah, the I- bear
2: had a honeycomb. <laughs> they all have
1: it. And it's one of the few places that you could actually get honeycomb before the expansion, so... And yeah. even still, honeycomb is very hard to find. Yeah. Although I'm getting so, pretty good at shooting uh, birds out of the sky and the salmon out of the river to get uh, the hawk's beak, the hawk's feather, and the salmon row respectively. <laughs>
2: I've, I've yet to, cat- to shoot anything out of the sky. I need to work on that. Um, oh, one last thing for the daggerfall dagger though. Uh, they put your ability to transform back and forth, and you could do it at will once a day. And they put that into your spellbook, just because that was the easiest way to give it to your character. The thing was, you could erase things from your spellbook, and if you erased your ability to your beast form spell, you could never turn into a lycanthrope or back. And that meant that when the moon changed, if you didn't automatically transform when morning came on the night of a full moon, so. You didn't. You didn't turn back automatically. So, if you had accidentally deleted this spell, you were permanently trapped in beast form for the rest of however long you wanted to play this character. Oh wow!
1: So, okay. If you... So, quick uh, thing here for the people on the stream that are watching: this is the shrine to Hircine uh, that Avarwin's at right now, and you can see all the offerings—the fox, the rabbit. Um, there really isn't much that goes on here, though, which I thought really was. It, it's one of those things, once again, that. They put all this work in, and then they just left it type of deal. And it'd be yeah, nice if they'd actually had done something.
2: Yeah, it was there just, just to have it there. Again, sort of an yeah. almost throwaway thing.
1: And now there is a mod that allows you to come and make offerings here uh, and receive, like, different weapons and armor and stuff that's pretty cool. And underwater here somewhere there's a chest that has some loot in it, but nothing, like, quest-related or anything of that nature. So if you want to jump up. in and search around, mm-hmm. just don't go over the waterfall. It's deadly.
2: Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> <laughs> if Arwin, no.
1: <laughs> and the uh, the chat room is full of puns right now. Uh, that uh, you're killing the uh, Care Bears. Uh, that you've stolen the honeycomb <laughs> from Winnie the Pooh.
2: <laughs> you found yeah. the honeycomb hideout. Wh- <laughs> Winnie the
0: Pooh was about to eat me. So yeah, I killed him. <laughs>
2: Wow. Yeah. Go ahead, Mark. Um, Sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I said go ahead, Mark.
2: Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. uh, That was Lycanthropy and Daggerfall. Uh, Morrowind, again, it felt sort of thrown in because uh, it showed up in the Blood Moon expansion. It wasn't in the core game. Um, You either caught Lycanthropy by being hit by a werewolf in Solstheim or by doing the main blood, uh, Blood Moon quest. And... You didn't really have any immunities or bonuses to be a werewolf when you weren't in your le- werewolf form. Uh, when you did become a werewolf, all your stats were transformed to m- meet a uh, a set, um, uh, basically a already a preset stat block. So you had like a, I think 150 strength and 150 agility. It, they just shot up really high, uh, and they also gave you the ability to. Um, to see in the dark, and also see li- living things from a great distance away. My big problem with it was that you transformed absolutely every night. And that could get tedious. And especially since if you didn't kill something, an NPC, uh, by the time the sun came up, you lost a huge amount of health. Now, were you able to like sleep past this whole thing? Instead, No, not not... If I recall correctly... It was it, actually I think you could for for Blood Moon, but it required you to like really find somewhere that nothing was going to hunt you, and, or you know like a good safe area, and that could be really difficult. Like you, you basically had to choose a spot that this is going to be my lair, and hunt around there. Which you know if you want to go out and do other things in the game, that could be make it very difficult. Hmm. So, um, they also changed Herseen's Ring for it, where instead of basically removing all the... Like, if you were a werewolf, you could wear this, and this would stop you from transforming involuntarily and everything else. Instead, in the game, Herseen's Ring, um it just prevented you, or sorry, you could use it by putting it on, and you would turn into a werewolf for six hours, and you wouldn't suffer from bloodlust if you didn't kill some, kill an NPC, you wouldn't lose the health when you turned back. But if you, were, if you chose not to get yourself cured of lycanthropy, the ring didn't give you any real help there. You still suffered from bloodlust, you still transformed, you know, with the moon. It was no longer a way of uh, mitigating the penalties you had for being a lycanthrope.
1: And the expansion with Blood Boon is really the reason why we're dealing with lycanthropes here today. Is that, uh, you know, Solstein, you know, that introduced lycanthropes in Morrowind. And, you know, we're back here on Solstein again, you know, for the DLC expansion for Skyrim. Yeah, it kept it
0: it current. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But unfortunately, I guess because they hadn't really done a whole lot with base Skyrim with werewolves, you see were bears. You can't get infected by them. Uh, and really, the only other place that werewolves appear on um, in on Solstheim is a small group uh, that they're not going to attack you straight away. You know, there's a small little uh, pact, but they're just sort of there. They don't really have much to do, except for if you are a werewolf, they'll sell you some rings that give you some bonuses. Yeah. yeah. Uh, curing lycanthropy in um in morrowind i it had a big long quest that eventually led to you to uh, uh, sorry working with some glenmoral witches you had to do this big long quest which ended with you having to sacrifice an innocent in order to cure yourself like as part of a ritual sacrifice on an altar
0: yeah which is consistent with what we saw in daggerfall
2: yeah exactly um, except for this was more of a magic thing whereas before it was here take a drink of this oh no 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 go, go ahead nothing bad will happen okay. um, alternately in one of their caves in a, a stalactite on the you know up in a, a, a stalactite on the ceiling there was a scroll of emergency cure lycanthropy <laughs> So Breaks the leg t- tight in case of emergency. <laughs> yeah, basically, you can either do this big thing and kill an innocent person, or you know, you could just use that scroll they have got stashed up there. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: so an awesome, I like.
2: On the one hand, I awesome like how thing. the game had you know it had this uh, either you do this thing that will you know this hideous act in order to cure yourself. But they have an out if you're if you're a more goodly person, sort of an undocumented out that's in the game. But if you look, you can find it. And then at the same time, in like in Daggerfall, it was this potion, which made sense. You know why? You know that, and it actually had like Hanthrops and vi- vampires hunting you down as long as you had it uh, while you were trying to deliver it. So, but then here it's like, oh uh, well, there's a scroll over there. Nothing really mystical feeling. It's just like, oh, anyone can go and cure themselves of lycanthropy that easily, huh? Apparently, yeah.
0: I like how how Elder Scrolls they put stuff in the game, and almost to like make fun of themselves in a way. They they put other things in the game as as well as as kind of like a joke, you know. If they've like like you were saying, you know, you like how they have this this. Uh, Huge, dramatic way of getting rid of lycanthropy, but, you know, then again, you can always just find the scroll. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that's what we see in in Morrowind. Then we get over to Oblivion. And then we get over to Skyrim. (laughs) 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 Which, that was one of my big disappointments with Oblivion, is that... They didn't even try to do anything with lycanthropes, and we can see that in the do- in the in, uh, in the books that Mike was was reading for us, they're supposed to be there. You know, they're supposed to be werewolves coming in. They're supposed to be uh, werewolves and Were- possibly even some. Yeah. So, not were-wolves. having them there was was quite a quite a disappointment. You think maybe they they had a plan to to
0: put them in in some sort of DLC, but figured ah we did it with Blood Moon, you know, and then they came up with the idea for the Shivering Isles.
2: If it was a trade off between the two, I'm glad they went with Shivering Isles, but I don't even know if they if they even went thought that far ahead. You know, I I get the feeling it was just they looked at well what do we want to do, and they just decided like just wasn't something that was, it, maybe it wasn't well received or had a lot in Blood Moon or it wasn't ex- uh, didn't have a huge fan base and they just decided well, we'll, we'll put our coding somewhere else. You know, we'll, we'll put our time in on these other new ideas or these popular older ones.
1: And, and look what they did with vampires. I mean, we did the in the one episode there we did the um, um, the order of the virtuous blood. And how much further they could have gone with that aspect, mm-hmm. with vampires, and they didn't. So, I mean, it doesn't really surprise me with Oblivion that, you know, a lot of these kind of things just got left. I mean, Hirsten's yeah. quest for his uh, his Daedric quest, I mean, was go out and kill a unicorn. You know, I mean, it wasn't, you know, nothing spectacular, nothing, you know, you know mind-boggling or something that you know really stuck stood out a lot so I don't know
2: yeah yeah ex- exactly it just and and I guess that's sort of why it's showing up in Skyrim it was nice that it was there but it kind of felt like uh, we're gonna throw you a bone and really we're only putting it in because we thought it seemed cool to include it in this plot line you know it, it just it you could be infected by vampirism at random. Uh, during the course of your adventures, but really, the only place that you could get Lycanthropy like, in Skyrim was through the champions.
1: Yeah, which I wish they had or brought like the more companions. of a disease or a, uh, a curse that you yeah. could have gotten it You know, that way.
2: Yeah. Um, so I guess, going into Skyrim, there were no bonuses if you weren't transformed, and you could only transform once a day for one minute. You could extend this by eating your kills. And the only real drawback of being a lycanthrop was uh, you couldn't get the well-rested bonus. And I, in every game that you can be, get lycanthropy, I always liked to play it. I always like to RP a character who's caught it. And it was just one of... In Skyrim, I had it. When Dawnguard came out and introduced the skill tree for it, I maxed that out. And then just I found... I'd play the rest of the game without using it once. It was there, but it was just there for the sake of having it there. Hmm. You know, it... It's sort of like you can be... Like, currently my character in ESO, uh, my Imperial, he's infected with lycanthropy. And it's there, but I really haven't used it in months. It's just... It's there, and i am I'm just really waiting for... 1.5 to come out in order to really see where you know hopefully it'll just be that much cooler. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean it, in
0: your opinion is there was there a game that that uh that has done lycanthropy the best so far and even
2: at that has it been done right? The only game I've ever played that I can really think of is I and I'm sounding like a broken record was Daggerfall. I felt that they put more work into it there than in in later games. I mean, they make quest lines around it, which I'd love to see, but I'd like to see um, the presentation of Lycanthropy being, being more like it was back in Daggerfall, where it felt like a real curse, but it didn't feel like this is now the sole focus of your character once you catch it. It's more, you come to, I'd like to see it that you come to dread the moons, that you you keep an eye on what day it is, and that does affect how you behave. But you don't, you aren't spending every single night trying to find a place to go, to go hide and decide on who you're going to eat that night. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: honey. What should we have for dinner tonight? Well, I'm feeling like a little bit of shopkeeper and
2: <laughs> what are the neighbors, neighbors uh, doing? You know, grandmother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, other than that, with like Anthea and Skyrim, like you could get some totem. You could do some quests for some totems that would give you powers, like to summon some ghostly wolves or a howl that caused fear, or for you to be able to see life. Um, and a- actually, interesting. Um, we had mentioned earlier possibly a conflict between vampires and werewolves, and um, if apparently if you have Serana as your companion, and you go to uh, Elia in the in the in the Companions Guild, uh, you know in the Companions in order to get your quests, she won't give you any of the quests to find the 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 Herseen totems as long as Serana is with you. Any other any other follower, it's fine, except Ooh. for Serana. That's for Serana.
0: Oh, it's because she's a vampire.
2: Yeah, so you know that little war is there, or at the very least dislike.
0: Hmm.
1: Dude, make sure you check out the boars too, because usually you can get the boars' horn or tooth or whatever it is off of those, which is good for alchemy.
2: Okay. Yeah. And um, the cure here in Skyrim. You kill a Glenmoral witch, you throw her head in a, in a magical fire, and then you kill your inner beast when it manifests. And that was your only option. There's no sacrificing innocence or anything else like that. Mm. And the Ring of her scene, it all it let you do was transform. If you were a werewolf, you could transform as many times a day as you wanted, instead of just once a day. And... There was really nothing it needed to mitigate because there was really no downside to being a werewolf beast except for the except for having, you know, that ex- not being able to get the experience bonus. So yeah, there um, you go. So to sort of sum up with that, I've I just found that in the games they started off with a with an idea that they really seemed to like, and. Then they slowly trickle down to feeling almost ob. It seems that they felt almost obligated to put it in, so it became well, okay. We got a storyline that we can put it around, but we're not going to bother putting random enemies out, you know. Or like it, it almost felt like people complained that it wasn't an Oblivion, so they they threw a bone for Skyrim. It's like yeah, okay, yeah. Here's here's a storyline where we can put it in. I mean, as Mike said, as Mike had read. Um, Skyrim is supposed to be crawling with werebears and the only werebears we can find are up in Solstheim. And there's like 3 of them. You've just you have just cleared the entire island of werebears. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. <Yay. Genocidal>
1: maniac. <laughs>
2: oh. Well there's there's a fourth one somewhere. they on endangered
1: up. species list. <laughs> <laughs>
2: They apparently forgot how to infect people. Skyrers <laughs> sort of like Sky supposed bears. to be
0: crawling with bears. where bears? Where did they all
2: go? <laughs> Actually, I think there's one more, but on the island in part of a quest. But you know, still.
1: So yeah, and there's random encounters that you can come across sometimes, but it's so rare. Yeah. But there is a mod that will increase that the wolves of Solstheim. Uh, there's the wolf version and the bear version of the increase your
2: Yeah. And again, like I really do suggest uh, the, Moonla- uh, the Moonlight Tales mod. Just if you want to get sort of that more cursed version of Lycanthropy back in the game. It really does a good job and you can customize it uh, to sort of how intrusive you want it to be. Mm. All right, gentlemen. Well, um, phenomenal job.
0: Everything on Lycanthropy and Elder Scrolls and more. Time for our fast question of the week. Here we go. You guys ready? Yep. All yeah. right. There were three DLCs for Skyrim. Dawnguard, Hearthfire, and Dragonborn. Mike, which is your favorite and why? Dawnguard.
2: Mark. Don't make me choose. Um, you I, must choose. I have to. I have to go with uh, Dragonborn, but it's just edging Guard out by a tiny amount.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, Dragonborn. Um, say, don't say Hearthfire. <laughs> no. no, no. <laughs> now,
2: now. now I wanted a garden. I've got the garden. I'm. I don't see the point of anything else.
0: <laughs> Very true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So, Mike, why... You said Dragonborn, right? I said Dawnguard. Dawnguard. Okay, so why Dawnguard? Why was Dawnguard your favorite?
1: So, Dawnguard allowed for integration of new stories and stuff to do in the Skyrim province itself. So, I didn't feel like I had to leave my game to go play a new area. So, it allowed me to have, you know, the Ethereum Wars series there. It allowed me to have the Dawnguard or the Vampire quest lines. And then all of their secondary side quests like, you know, kill off the uh, Wandering Traveler or the uh, the infiltrated vampire in the Thane's Court. Uh, things like that that added to the existing game, including the vampire and werewolf skill trees uh, versus Dragonborn, you know, you had to go to Solstheim.
0: Okay, alright. Uh, was there anything else about, about uh, Dawnguard that that um, edged it out as your as your favorite overall.
1: Serana's a sexy voice. Hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It was just really that. I mean, you know, it gave more of the Skyrim experience really. Gotcha. You know, I, I felt that it added to Skyrim itself.
0: Yeah. All right. What about you, Mark? Why why was Dawnguard your favorite?
2: Well, I said Dragonborn was my, my favorite, Dragonborn, yeah. Oh, it edges out Dawnguard by a <laughs> tiny amount. Um, with Dragonborn, I liked the—I liked going back to Solstheim, and I liked how they had changed the island. I, I love how the southern portion is just this ecological disaster. Um, it was just—it was a very different place, a very different setting, instead of just sort of all white and you know all ice and snow, because in in Blood Moon you went there to get a very different feel from being on Vardenfell. And here they decided, okay, we, you know, northern part of the island is still ice and snow, but let's introduce a really different environment for the second, for the southern half. And I just, I loved a lot of the quests involved. I loved the black, you know, the, the stuff involving the black books and all the bonuses that you could, like the very customizable bonuses that you could get from doing those quests. Um... I love the story involving Hermes Mora. Uh, and just, I, I loved just how how complete it felt. It really felt like an old type of expansion that you used to get for games, where it felt like you were getting an entire new, you know, a, a, like an entire new game, as opposed to just a couple of missions or something. It felt like like that type of old school expansion pack instead of just DLC. Right. But at the same time I really liked Dongard like I felt I liked the storyline there as well. I felt that Dongard actually had two of my favorite moments playing the game. One when you first walk into the abandoned the hidden veil for that first time and you just see it spread out before you. Mhm. Uh, I is love a cool that place, yeah. Oh yeah. But it also had that that moment when you're fighting the um, the falmer uh, priest in, uh, in the veil and he pulled like basically the entire room just collapses and you know you're on the ground and Saran offers her hand you know and you go up I found that that was a very cinematic moment like probably one of the more cinematic moments in the Elder Scrolls and I thought it was just a really nice touch but even with like but it did it still felt like a mission pack a really good mission pack but not quite as good as as complete a feel that I got from Dragonborn
0: hmm. um, yeah Dragonborn was my favorite and the reason why was because of the story I thought I thought the story was amazing to 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 go after the the original um, Dragonborn and have him be like a you know like a real evil guy that that was you know I don't know it was something personal mm-hmm. it, it felt like um, the character that I was playing out of nowhere had this ancient personal vendetta just just shoved on him and it, yeah. it sort of became like this, this um, it, it wasn't you know the Dragonborn wasn't trying to save Skyrim or the world he wasn't trying to to kill some omnipotent. Um,
2: yeah, this is where I die.
0: <laughs>
2: this uh, is
1: cool. I don't think I've ever been into this uh, this dwarven ruin.
2: Okay. Oh, I love the Dwemer ruins that they included in uh, time They're really co- they're really interesting ones. Look at that! I outsmarted it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Here's that actually worked. <laughs> That was another thing I liked about Skyrim, uh, and Oblivion, is just being able to use the traps against enemies. Yes.
0: Yes, that is one of the reasons why I love this series so much, is that you can do that. Um, yeah. If you're, if you're clever enough.
1: I love those door ones, because I always get, uh, the, uh, driver to trigger the, the trap, and then, you mm-hmm. know, get blasted across the, the map.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Swinging doors. Take that.
2: Uh... If Arwen, you had said that you, um, you know, you liked Mirax uh, or um, you know, suddenly having this big vendetta against you. Yeah. See. What? So the thing is, yeah. Is,
0: yeah uh, what I what I liked is that you know, the Dragonborn isn't isn't trying to save the world or trying to save Skyrim. He's trying to preserve himself, and mm-hmm. and it's just it's it's this um, it's a very it seemed like a very personal story.
2: Yeah, I, and I he would have I liked how he would one steal dragon souls on you. Mm-hmm. Like that was a nice effect, which I gotta
0: be honest, I I took a tremendous amount of offense to that.
2: When they <laughs> yeah. stole, it, like, it "Made it made the rivalry more immediate. Like it wasn't something you could just leave.
1: Yeah, especially if you had a shout to unlock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like, yes, I finally can unlock Sonamab.
2: <laughs> yeah, I liked how he would. Um, I also liked how like if you were really new to it. He would, he would taunt your newness and if you were a more powerful dragonborn he would make comments that, oh, well you're doing well, but you're not as good as me. Yeah. And I also if you would defeated Aldwin, he actually comments on that as like, oh, you killed Aldwin. Well, you know I could have done that. I just didn't feel like it.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I've gotten through um, to his realm, that first encounter with him, and he's like, oh, so you've killed a dragon. I'm like, you... Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It, me start swearing at you. it was just that It really that, pushes your buttons. It does, yeah. It, it was that rivalry just it just drove oh, yeah. me nuts. It,
2: it really does feel like this is the final adventure the Dragonborn has. This is where you know you've defeated Alduin by this. Like it almost feels like you should have defeated Alduin at this point, and this is where you really. Face you know your final ta- uh, challenge.
0: Yeah, very, very, very epic, very epic way to end. I think they ended Skyrim on a very high note with with Dragonborn.
1: Yeah, make sure you flame that area.
0: All right, um, Mike, we're uh, we are now moving on to emails and tweets. Uh, yeah. Would you mind taking care of the tweets for me, sir?
1: Hey. So tweaks or tweet of the week. Uh, so I. Posted out uh, one of the coolest mysteries of Riften. Why do you think it is here? It was a picture of the axe in the stump uh, as you're going through the Ratway, and we got a couple of uh, returns on it. Uh, so Soren at e rock Soren uh, is that where the King of Skyrim pulls the axe from the stump? So kind of like uh, the Sword in the Stone concept. <laughs> uh, Robbie Carter at Robbie c two four nine nine one five one nine. I always thought it was where Maven Blackbriar to quietly execute her enemies. So, headman's Axe for Maven. Uh, Wicked Wolf, Wicked Wolf 17. Uh, I left that there after a night of too much Nordmead, but I do remember a milk-drinking elf on the stump as well. <laughs> so, we're missing part of it there. Uh, Joel uh, Gorandier at uh, Gordo 1227. I need another clue. I remember coming across that in-game, I just don't remember where. It was a great question, though. So those are the responses we got. And sometime this week, I'll post another picture with the, uh, you know, what do you think type of question. Hopefully we'll get some uh, more tweets uh, giving us some good uh, funny stories on what I post out. Yeah, uh, oh. And then...
2: Oh, okay, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that I, I really have to... I w- want to make a shout-out to uh, Joel Godagne. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. Uh, he posted a... Um, he uh, posted an image of a uh, Dovahkiin White Run guard costume that his, that his wife had made for I, I guess it's their son. Uh, oh, yeah, that was And really it cool. just, it's just fantastic looking.
0: Yeah, the crocheted. Uh,
2: yeah, the crocheted yeah. Dovahkiin hat. It's just they did a really good job with it.
0: Oh, that's a good call-out, man. Because I, I saw that I saw that photo, and it, it's it's fantastic. They did a great job with it, and he was really appreciative too of when you you know you you said hi to him and, and said thank you, and it was nice to see the interaction.
1: Ed yeah, Gordo is uh, the same one who had the really cool uh, Skyrim pumpkin carving uh, from two weeks ago that we posted.
2: Oh, right, yeah, yeah.
1: Very creative. So uh, very creative
2: family over there. Yeah,
1: Mm -hmm. So I can't wait to see what they come up for uh, Thanksgiving and then for Christmas.
0: Mm. Skyrim turkeys.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, you always got to have, you know, Thanksgiving time. It's time to to make your Dark Brotherhood turkeys. You got to put the hand and then decorate the hand. So we'll see if we can get some of our listeners to send us pictures of their Dark Brotherhood uh, turkeys. (laughs) And then the last tweet that uh, we got... uh, that I thought was really good, was uh, from uh, one of our new followers, Crystal, I'm going to slaughter this last name, sorry, Um She uh, started following us, and she said, Are you kidding? These stories are awesome. Love the site. Your work is highly appreciated. Keep me updated. So she was very uh-huh. appreciative that uh, we posted all of the links after the last show so that uh, she could go back and read our... Um, the stories that we had talked about during the show
0: yeah and l- like i said i mean that's just um that's just it right there you know a lot a lot of people uh they they really enjoyed it so and it, it was a fantastic idea that you had doing that so so thank you for it and, and keep it up
1: yeah, i think it's yeah. really good because you know you don't really sometimes know where to begin reading some of the material i mean and it, you know the the library is huge 300 plus books yeah. and growing every day plus commentaries and other files you know, it's nice to you know go through and say, "Hey, these are the stories on lycanthropy. These are the stories on you know vampirism and how they fit together." So, yeah.
2: I like actually how uh, they, they've they've just announced a few weeks ago that they're going to be taking all the books that they published in um, ESO and in uh, Skyrim and actually be publishing them as hardcover. Hardcover books, complete with new artwork and everything.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. We we talked about that on the beginning of last uh, last episode of Elder Scrolls off the record. Yeah, Uh, so looking forward to that. Oh, me too. Yeah. All right. uh, Well, so you know, everybody,
1: you know, keep the tweets coming into ESOTR. You know, let us know what you think. You know, keep sending us stuff. You know, it's it's great to get to interact with the members of the community. And you know, these are just some of the tweets that we got that we highlighted this week.
0: Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, at Elder Scrolls OTR at Elder Scrolls OTR. We've got an email that uh, I think is is uh, an awesome. Whoa, 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 whoa! (laughs) I I think this is a great email from uh, from a really good fan who highly appreciates um, what uh, Mike and Mark do for the show. In, in this, he says, Hello, I was wondering if in Classic tests, if Mike and Mark could go over the Shivering Isle and Shiogorath. Since in the DLC, the character becomes the Mad God at the end, does that mean that Sheogorath in Skyrim is the player character from Oblivion? I know I'm double dipping, but I'd also think it would be interesting to hear what happens to the player character after the game's end. I absolutely love Classic, Arma.
1: That's a really good uh, email from Armand there, and we really appreciate it. He sends emails on a regular basis, and uh, you know, we love getting those. Um, I'm sure that we can definitely fit it in. I wanted to do Chia uh, uh, Goreth's quest lines for a while. Um, what I think uh, we're going to try and do for the next couple of uh, episodes, though, is we're going to stay here in Skyrim and um, uh, do maybe Apocrypha and some more of the DLC but when we're done with that, I think that that would be a really good thing to go back and do the Oblivion Shivering Isles. Yeah. Uh, oh maybe no, they do, got some really
2: good ones.
1: Maybe do the uh, quest questline in Oblivion, the quest questline in Skyrim. Uh, and um, I, know, do, I haven't gotten that far in Morrowind to see if there's a quest questline in Morrowind. But do that as a series of four or five episodes. Mm. Go yeah. through Sheogorath. Yeah. So I know he's like everybody's favorite.
0: <laughs> uh, the and man, he won the costume God.
1: contest uh on Friday. One of our uh, guildies uh went as uh made a co- an amazing costume and went as she Ah
0: yes, Ebon. Ebon Wind. Uh he won the uh the Halloween costume contest for uh ESOTR Akatosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Beat out my Skeletor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he yeah. had an awesome costume.
1: Uh, so yeah, I think that that would be definitely something to look forward to for future episodes is to, you know, definitely go to the
0: Shivering Isles. Yeah, maybe once we're done with uh, what we want to do here in Skyrim, we'll, we'll head over there.
2: Uh, going into his question, onto his his exact question, though, about um, Sagaroth and Skyrim, though. Uh, that's actually something that I was referring to on our last show where I said that um, the champion of Cyrodiil in in oblivion the character you play they lose themselves at the end of the of the game because uh there's my understanding is that at the whatever the ending of uh the major quest lines are and that includes the expansions it's assumed that the player character did those like and completed the the quest lines that's why there isn't generally a huge amount of choice in the very final in in the very final quest. Like certain things like who you side with in in the civil war, that's up for that's up. But at the very end you've always defeated Alduin You've always um, defeated you've always uh, defeated Digoth Ur, you know, that type of thing. Uh, and in Oblivion, that means your character becomes Sheragoroth. So, yeah, pretty much the, the impression, uh, there's, there's very little way to read it otherwise than if that's what they assume, that your character did do it, then sure enough, who you meet in Skyrim is your character from the last game. And he actually makes a comment in when you're talking to him in Skyrim about how he had met Martin Septim, but, or Martin Septim had done something, but that wasn't fair because he was also a dragon.
1: Yeah, the only thing that would have been nice, though, to really tie that in is if in Skyrim they had brought in... Um, uh, I'm blinking on the, the alter ego name there. Um, the uh, Daedra that... Sheogorath um, was cursed to become.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I can't remember his name right now.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, if they had a shrine to him or some type of thing like that. Because then it would have really stuck out that... Yes, Sheogorath has been split from the original Daedra, uh, and um, yeah, Jigglath. yes.
2: Yeah, that's who he became. Yeah, Jigglypuff. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, was that Jigglypuff?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to see that, like that, would have been really, you know, a good way to tie it in to say that yes, there has been that that final yeah. split between Sheogorath and Jiggalath.
2: Yeah, you made the change. Do something with it now. You know, right. throw in yeah. this new gu- you know, add a new artifact, add a new quest line. Let's let's get to meet who who Jigalax is re- really is.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, and I guess also just to sort of deal with the the how what happens to the characters at the end of the game. Um, I know the the one from Arena, the Eternal Champion. You're named the Eternal Champion and disappear from hit into history. Um, the character you play in Daggerfall is sort of known in in the fandom as the agent, um, because every single ending you get to ch- make a number of choices for what ending you want in Daggerfall, but they decided that all endings happened, and basically the the books that you find says say that agent who was in the area has disappeared, and one of the endings is that uh, when the Numidium is activated, it crushes you because you it wasn't being controlled. So that means the agent is dead. The uh, Nervereen in Morrowind, as I understand it, basically gets on a boat to Akavir because some, he learns about something and is never seen again. And as for the Dragonborn, well, we we don't ready. know. Yeah, that's yet to be written. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what happens, or the, the canon explanations as to why, what happened to each of the main characters, and whether or not that's, like, they've been good about not really trying to state it too too much, but that's what the implied results are.
0: All right. Well, uh, this <laughs> on that is the- depressing note. <laughs> <laughs> um, Come on, we
1: got we got to talk about jigglypuff. Yeah, did. that's did.
0: We did. We got to talk about. And, and what's what's uh, what's better than a little jigglypuff?
2: Pikachu. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gentlemen, your final thoughts as we begin to close out the show.
1: So I really had a good time uh, researching about lycanthrops and uh, you know finding out in our own history uh, where it came from and how it, you know came about and it's modern interpretations uh and uh i really hope that they do something with it in elder scrolls 6 or uh, really bring it more to light in eso uh as uh, a bosmer you know character player i really you know want to see it uh, brought more out as part of the bosmeri culture
2: and mark Lycanthropy like, has always been one of my favorite parts of the Elder Scrolls, so it was really great to sort of go over it and discuss how it's changed over the years and vent some of my, you know, my annoyances with it. But I've still always really enjoyed it. Uh, so, yeah, you know, and it was fun to go over the lore with it, too, and sort of explore Solstheim while, while we were doing it.
0: Yeah, I had so, yeah. a I had a great time uh, with this. I really didn't think uh, at the beginning of the show that I was I was going to be able to find those uh, those wear bears, but but I did, and and that was exciting. And I'm glad we got that up on the stream. Um, so I'm feeling pretty good about myself about that. Uh, you guys did a phenomenal job with all the research, uh, as always. Fantastic job, guys, and thank you for all your help. Chatroom, thank, thank you. you for being here. Uh, you guys did a uh, i hope you guys had a had a lot of fun
1: i always have fun with this hanging out
0: with us oh yeah
1: I can't wait for my new rig to come because then maybe I'll start streaming some of this on
0: the side oh that'd be awesome i would love it
1: we can we can see the alternate the alter ego you know you got varwin's heroic paladin and my not so heroic uh bosmeric uh dark brotherhood
0: <laughs> what your where elf yeah my
1: were elf
2: were elf -elf.
0: all right guys well (laughs) um, be sure to listen to all of our awesome uh, and wonderful shows here on quest gaming network such as warcraft off the record live sundays at 8 p.m. eastern as well as rift Reforged live on thursdays at 7 p.m. eastern of course there is elder scrolls off the record live each week of course uh the, the schedule for that revolves with my my days off so so be sure to follow us on twitter um at elder scrolls otr and on facebook at facebook.com slash quest gaming network where we uh, announce when that show is going to be each week and dragon age off the record is studio recorded and available for download each week on itunes stitcher radio and quest gaming network.com hey you know what that's not the only show either you can get all of our shows on itunes stitcher radio and QuestGamingNetwork.com. and if that's not enough for you we will have them up for you to view on youtube youtube.com slash quest gaming network please let me subscribe. tell you
1: that uh one that you're running now, that evil within a cop's perspective yeah on youtube that is awesome it got my heart pounding and i can't wait to see the next episode Oh, <laughs>
0: wait till chapter three yeah yeah <laughs>
1: It's not the kind of game that I would play, you know, yeah. but it is a great game to watch.
0: Uh, I'm telling you right now, um, I, I play through these chapters at least once just to, to get an idea of where I'm supposed to go, what I'm supposed to do. This way I can concentrate on the, the role play aspect of it when I actually do the show. Um, I was playing the third chapter, and at the towards the end, I, I kid you not, I was legitimately frightened. Oh, legitimately scared like if, if someone came up to me and like you know like shouted my name i probably would have you know jumped up and hurled my chair at him
1: <laughs> i had I'll like you, you know just watching that first one with the chainsaw guy i was crapping myself the second chapter wasn't i didn't think was as good but the first chapter was so scary
0: yeah holy crap <laughs> yeah well be, be prepared <laughs> all right guys uh so 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 uh youtube youtube.com slash quest gaming network please subscribe and uh and follow us as well on all of our different outlets uh by the way we also have new forums up on questgamingnetwork.com so so register on the site uh jump on the forums say hi uh talk about the shows talk about the games uh the different gaming guilds that we have as well uh, you can follow our hosts like Mike at K D R Mickey, that's K D R M I C K E Y. Mark is at Carnegie Wolf, C-A-R-N-A-G-A-N, W O L F, and add the E for a little English uh lovin'.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sort of fell apart there at the end. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And, of course, myself, Ivarwin, uh, at Ivarwin, E-V-A-R-W-I-N. Gentlemen, let's say goodbye, starting with Mike.
1: Have a good one, everybody. Hopefully you get out and enjoy this nice Sunday uh, fall weather today, and uh, we'll see you in two weeks.
2: And Mark. Yeah, uh, enjoy the day, everyone. Hopefully it isn't freezing cold out there, and if it is, try and stay warm. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> well, thanks
0: for joining us, guys. Take care, everyone. Be safe, and as always... May the foos be with you!